After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Uh, do, do you have a specific thing you wanted to talk about, Andrew? I do not. I might have a little something. I've got a little something. I can... uh, we, we could talk. I, I don't think we're ready for a full download on what we're up to on the YouTube side of things, but I think we can speak to audience turnover. The fact that the expectation that, that people will love your stuff always and follow everything you do is probably something most creators need to let go of. There's, you know, uh, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like on YouTube, uh, <laughs> we're doing some stuff that's getting popular. And as a result, people are unsubscribing and that's very counterintuitive. But what's happening is we're popular enough that we're popping back on the feeds of people who've moved on from our content uh, as we, so even as we bring on new people, we're shedding, uh, old people who are no longer following us. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's an okay thing. I guess I just did my whole segment. Kind of, that was it. Yeah. Unless we got. You know what? Let's start with that. Let's do that. And with that opening segment, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to After Things. I'm Brian Brushwood, joined as always by Andrew Maine. Hello. And Bryce Castillo. Uh, hi, everybody. Ah, so like we show? try to do, we all bring a little nugget of wisdom, huh. and that was mine. What do you gentlemen have to share? <laughs> no, come on. Give me, give me some more on that. So we're doing shorts on YouTube and, uh, oh, this is interesting. I typed in Scam Nation in the search, and the first things were some of our shorts that we've made. Yeah, then, they're, they're uh, serious about playing the game right on shorts, or at least uh, making actions consistent with being serious, which is all I can really say at this point. Yeah. So uh, if, you, if you don't know, but you probably do know, shorts are one-minute-long vertical videos on YouTube that kind of take the TikTok paradigm of, you know, you have a swiping feed, you have a, and and it kind of algorithmically decides a little bit what you want. I I feel like uh, just as a as a user of Shorts versus TikTok, I feel like they're trying to be I think they're trying I think they're being really stubborn about trying to be YouTube in this thing. Um I don't know. To me, I like the idea of Shorts. I like the idea of YouTube having an app that is in this vertical video style, but I just wish it wasn't YouTube. And I know that they do it because like YouTube is a big brand. There's a bunch of already built-in users. There's a million great business reasons why you would put it into the YouTube app. I hear you 100%, and I agree completely, except as uh, having two multi-million sub-channels, uh, I want to be grandfathered in and on the fast track to success, so I'm glad it's YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying it shouldn't be YouTube. I'm just saying like it I would use the YouTube Shorts if it was if there was a Shorts app. If it was a separate app because I think there are a lot of ways that they are really trying to merge and mesh these things all together that um haven't worked in the past that have been not a long-term modalities on YouTube, right? Uh buying and renting movies is like a you can kind of still do it on YouTube. Uh, remember shows? They used to have shows on YouTube, uh, not originals, but like a feature right. called shows. Um, uh, all of the YouTube music stuff. It's it's a lot of like, if people like it enough, we'll figure out how to really make it intuitive. But it's a chicken and egg situation. 
um, in some in some from a from a, purely from a user standpoint to, from someone who has used both of these apps. To be honest, I'm surprised that there's not a shorts only app yet. Uh, I, I that kind of feels like it would be a slam dunk, especially with their rejuvenated interest in doing it more correctly than they had done it before. It seems to be very clearly a separate marketplace uh, in parallel to the YouTube environment, which I like very much because it allows two angles of attack. If something's too short for long form or, or, or takes too long to get to the point, you can just give the condensed version in shorts. And, and for us, it is, uh, uh, there's a graph that you could summon of how many people are looking at your channel who have never seen content from your channel before and how many are returning views. And when, We've got two, channel, uh, two channels that have hit, hit maturity, uh, and as a result, uh, you know, there's, there's only so many ways to hot glue stuff together to make a weapon, and there's only so many different ways to count to 10 using clever NIM strategies or whatever. Um, and this really has been a godsend for us to take our evergreen back catalog, our massive 14-year back catalog of uh, hundreds of episodes, and cut them down into multiple pieces and bring them to a new audience uh, that that seems to be going very well so far. And and in a way that is native to video, right? Like we've always had Twitter accounts and Facebook has a video feature, I guess. We've there are Facebook pages and around, but like these channels, uh, the primary text of them is on YouTube, is in video first, and. Um, uh, and and so I th- I think us doing it like this uh, is a, is a better step than like trying to make a famous a popular Twitter account. Trying to do this on Twitter would not. That's just the, it, it's the, the kind of the, the the use doesn't match there. Well, and and uh, Andrew, I would love to hear if this rings true with you. Uh, getting anybody to change platforms on anything is extraordinarily difficult. If you want people to if you're sending out a tweet asking people to look at your YouTube video, good luck. Uh, nobody wants to click out of Twitter. They're there for Twitter kind of content. Uh, if somebody's in TikTok and you ask them to jump out of TikTok to sign up for your email list, that's going to be a challenge, but ultimately probably worth it because email lists, you know, e- email lists are so valuable. Um, but it's, uh, I, I, I hope, I wish for YouTube success in making this all a same clubhouse environment, mainly because that would help me personally. <laughs> I mean, I, I find shorts really, really annoying in YouTube and the feed and everywhere else. Like, I think that I get what they're trying to do and 100% just create a new app for it. And I would probably download that app and spend time looking at shorts. <laughs> Emotional ever come here. But my, uh, <clears throat> my YouTube experience is different, way different than what my, I'd, I'd want. If I would ever use TikTok, way different than what I'd want a TikTok experience for. I like to sit down with some of the stuff that I subscribe to and watch some stuff, not have these 20 second, 30 second things kind of thrown in there that are that are varying quality um i i get so i get why they're doing it and maybe it's work but for me as a user i'm not very excited about them but i would love for them if they had their own app i probably would be because then i would say oh let me pull this out now i'm going to watch some really short form content like i don't use tiktok because like i it is it is the fentanyl of social media you know it is just it's just the the it's so good at watching you watch it that it reveals things about you that make you me uncomfortable. <laughs> well, even even when I first load it up, it just shows me stuff I'm uncomfortable with. I'm like, you don't know anything about me, and I'm already upset that you think that I'm going to like this video, and I don't. And it's like, you know, I'm like, this is 
I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very odd person. Like I don't like mean humor that are unnecessarily mean at people. I don't like, you know, but there are, who are, there are different audiences, right? Like, yes, I understand that, but where it started from its base assumptions immediately made me disconnect from it. Yeah. You know, so that, that was, and I get, I have friends that love, love, like, like high level, high functioning professional people who, you know, are, you know, knuckle dragging, you know, mouth, you know, mouth breathers that enjoy TikTok. So I don't, I won't say there's a typical TikTok audience. I don't want to come across like, oh, it's not for me. Like, I know very sophisticated people like it. I just not for me. Well, and, and uh, so. Bonnie echoed a very similar uh, sentiment where like she couldn't give TikTok a, a chance because like five out of five times when she first tried it, it was nothing but just extremely loud uh, uh, booty shake videos <laughs> and she was just like what yeah and she would yeah. just close it but but uh for those who eventually find their their niche in in the tiktok sphere once they've trained the app to no i like this kind of stuff then you could get uh, uh one of the green brothers yelling at you in a very shrill voice about science headlines uh that's that's what shows yeah, up for me too- I don't know how much time I want to invest in the CCP understanding my particular taste. Well, and, and so, that's that's another yeah. reason that I hope for uh, uh, shorts to work out for YouTube and that right now there really is no competition for TikTok. And uh, much like we were talking about chucking uh, fuel into space or what have you, I would like somebody to be an alternative to the number one. And And I think it's going – whatever we see in terms of competition in the video space will come with a new uh, – a new paradigm. There was a, a good, an interesting blog post on Daring, Vi- Daring Fireball over the past week about uh, the idea of like an X app, an, an everything app, right? Similar to WeChat in China. Um, but um, I, I think at, at the end of that post, Gruber's Gruber's take is we already like the big over the big upheavals that we get in computing come from new paradigms, right? There was never. Between you know Windows and Mac OS and Linux, there was never a fourth one that appeared, despite all of the technology becoming greater in in, desk, in desktops. Right? There's not another OS two, uh, RIP. <laughs> exactly, but the, right, like it it needed we needed phone operating systems and iOS and and Android to bring this new era of computing that we're in. And so yeah, I I I like that form of competition as well in this video social space, right? Um, I want someone from the outside to come in and, and, and at least put a fire under Google's at Google's, butt. uh, I, I, and that the Gruber's commentary and during fireball stem from Elon Musk pointing out Elon Musk owns X.com. And then a Twitter, it's going to, uh, because like, you have like WeChat and some of those apps in China, which just do everything. I I think with Twitter, I, this has been ever since probably South by Southwest back in like 2007 or eight when, you know, we signed up, you know, I've been like, they should really get into like video, like really get into video. Like they could have owned video and then they do, well, they did fine. I'm like, no, Vine was a length that was a completely arbitrary dumb length that made, uh, and I think they could have, Twitter could have owned this space a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Twitter, but and and part of it is making that audience ready for it, right? Like, you know, if they made Twitter's, if they made videos work better on Twitter, 
I don't know that I would make it a part of my video watching experience. I go there to read short text. I really don't I I I I don't exactly trust them to do good with video, let alone make something compelling. But but it could be a tab, you know, it could be a thing to show like video video feeds and stuff. I mean, there I, there may be ways. I just think as an aggregator, like YouTube by itself, like I love YouTube. Somebody had a post last night about like how great of an educational resource is on YouTube is if you know where to look. Like if you if you're paying attention, look around. It's incredible. So yeah. I think there could be room for other things like that. No, it's uh, truly astonishing. I think we've talked about this before, but like uh, what was science fiction at the end of the 90s, 1999 with The Matrix, where you could just download a module and you would know how to do a thing. That's as close to reality as we're likely to get yeah. in the form of YouTube tutorials on everything. Just you, know, you, you find the video that's one minute long and you're like, I know how to remove that tree in Photoshop now. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> like we uh like one of the ones we posted on modern rogue over the over the weekend was at uh jason murphy's infamous nord scream it's he did it during an ad during an ad segment and uh one of one of the comments that i saw that i was glad i that i was glad to see because it was exactly why what i thought was going to happen which said oh thank you for posting this now i don't need to look for the video the other video that it's in every time i want to see the scream and at first you might go, oh, well, that's a view taken away from my good long video, my good long 20 minute video. Like, no, that's someone who wants to see this, wants to engage with this and wants to be on a video that has the modern rogue name on it, seeing this thing. Like it's it's making I, I, I that's that's funny because like that was such a great moment. But I don't remember which episode that was on because it's an ad, which means it was detached from the content of the video. So I don't know how I'd find it. I had to look it up and it was not easy to find necessarily. That's and so little things like that. Um, and, and so that that's a little bit of what's driving my decision making when it's coming to like what what the clips look like or how they're edited is to try to make them at least a self-contained bit to make them be something on its own is good enough to watch. You know, sometimes that means it's something that loops. Sometimes it means it's like one segment of information. Uh, sometimes with scamnation, it's like it's this a, is it's a setup. fully contained uh, lesson. Or yeah, or it's a fully contained thing or a cut down version of a of something. You know, we did the the uh, eating fire upside down, and that we did. The upside down one and then the laying flat one. And they're both full, you know, you sit down and you eat the fire and you talk about it. Um, and so that's my, that's that's at least my big, I don't know, not philosophy as of yet, but like that's what's guiding me is like, I, it's got to be good. I, I would want to be able to sit, if I can't sit through it, then I can't expect anyone else to. But it's like uh, we were talking with uh, Lamar Wilson on After Talk last week and he was like, just don't do like coming soon or, uh, you know, make a big push to like see the full video because people people don't like being pushed around like that. And <laughs> ABC, like always be closing. You have them watching. It's, it's like I'm in the shorts feed to watch something short. Don't tell me to go to the place where long things live to watch a long thing. Yeah. Uh, that's I'm not your demo. And and yeah, on the on the YouTube side of it, that's where it gets tough because on the mobile phone. Uh, if you're only seeing YouTube on the mobile phone, you would think, oh, shorts are actually pretty well contained. But uh, as we've been doing this, on the iPad, shorts show up in your feed and in your home screen. On the desktop, they show up with an icon. So they, they're they not 
full notifications and bugging a million plus people every day, but they're still showing up in some noisy. They're adding to the clutter in people's feeds. Yeah. I mean, we had someone in the chat say it's like, they're fine, but it takes me out of it when I'm watching on TV and I have autoplay and it autoplays Uh, a thing. And so hopefully the clips that we're making are at least good that you can give them a try and enjoy that minute. But I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's not good like that. So, so I want to touch back on something earlier you brought up about like what happens when you start to expand your audience base or old people come in and see it, whatever I notice with books. So when I put out a book, the first four or 500 reviews, I'll be at like 4.6, 4.5 stars. Mm. And then once it expands out beyond the hardcore fans to general audiences, uh, that's when it usually goes down a little bit. Like my newest book is at 4.5, 4.4 stars. Um, started off, you know, I watched that range. I watched that happen, you know, where it started at a point and then it goes, you know, it, drops but then it sort of stays at a point and i think that can kind of interesting thing is to tell you the difference between your hardcore fan and people who casually like you mm-hmm. yeah that's what one of the things whenever we publish a, a long form or short form video that that i look for is um uh, especially on long form i get nervous when the likes are 99 percent because that is code for uh hello it's me the algorithm i've decided that whatever this is it's the type of thing that I should only show to your most hardcore fans and not really show to anybody else, which I'm like, well, that's not going to help me in the long run. Yeah. And uh, like on TikTok, that is a very different metric. At least when in my experience, I have found that video views tend to be about 10 times however many hearts we get on a video. So if we get 100 likes, then then I feel like there's a, a target of about 1,000 views. And... Sometimes, you know, the app will show it to more people to either get it to that view number or uh, maybe it'll push it beyond that, like, theoretical view number to see if people take off, if if reaction, if it's a time thing. And um, it's uh, it's really, it's not every video, but you go through and it's, it's scary how often 10% is about there, the likes to views ratio. But I don't want to say, like, and say a, a like is ten views. My my favorite headline for review is they gave me five stars. It was a fine voice thing. Low five, mostly is very good. Fat flat, and that's a very sincere. Like this person's being very sincere, and, and I think they probably make a very good case for that. So I like low five. Low you five. know, I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> mostly, it is very good, but the ending is a little, wow. All right, Diane. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I again, I am. I have my thoughts on the book and what I like and what I don't. I read that like that is a very sincere and I'm grateful that this person actually liked enough of the stuff to gave me five. So I'm very yeah. grateful for this person, what they did. And I just I love the headline because it's a very I'm like, oh, this is, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's someone on the Internet being constructive. Well, like or, or or at least yeah, thoughtful no, cool. yeah. and writing in a way that makes yeah, it clear that thoughtful. they're being thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. I like the right the three below. There's a four star review, and their 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 thing was they wanted more of another character, and it's value. Like I don't look at these things, go oh they don't like I don't think like I write like I've written like some amazing piece that's unassailable or whatever at all. You know I think there's it's for a certain audience it can be really great. Other people might enjoy it. Overall, my books get generally great reviews compared to like the average, so I'm very happy with that. Like I'm 
you know, four and a half stars, sort of my median thing. And so it's why I'm continuing to have a successful career as a writer. So I look at this stuff and I go, oh, like these, the, the threes and threes and fours can be very constructive because it helps you sort of understand like, well, this was where I, I know where I headed, but that I set up a promise for the reader that I didn't deliver on. Or did they create an expectation I didn't realize that I did? Yeah, because it's tough to get that feedback. Well, and, and once, of course, you hit publish, there's there's no backseas, whether it's a video on the Internet or, or a book that you published. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in, in that case, your best job is to note the feedback, not engage with it, not try to fix them or explain what you meant to do or whatever, uh, not immediately pander or cater to it, but just note it, file it away and, and be thankful that somebody gave real thought and, and whether they phrased it well or poorly or they called you a name or not, you know, something caused that spark, you know? Well, yeah, it helps you understand your audience. And in, in this book was one that it's actually been much better well-received than I thought it would be because it is way nerdy for went way off on a tangent because i'm like i just want to write about this and i did and actually it's been really well received you know and so like i'm very grateful for that and i feel like i feel like i'm getting a fair chance by my readers and by people reading it so i'm like i'm grateful very very grateful that's awesome uh uh, what else we got do it do we want to do some picks surely uh, there's a, a book that I'm making my way through called Ask. I don't know if I've already recommended it or not, mm-hmm. but no. um, it's uh, it's it, it it uses a different framework and a different uh, system. And he does something very curious that I've not seen before. As he gets to the the meat of the book, the how to ask stuff, he said, "There's a lot here. Uh, you're probably going to go through this more than once. Do me a favor." Your list, and I'm, I'm sure it's written differently for the book, but for the audiobook, he says, just listen to it. Don't think about your business in specific. Mm. If you drift off, that's fine. Uh, just, you know, come back and, and try to get the general idea of what I'm going for here. Then go back and second time, really dial down, figure out what you need to change to make this work for your business. Uh, but basically, it's it's something that we've been doing intuitively, which is, I think of it quite simply as um, uh, plant before you harvest. Instead of saying, uh, you know, normally you go to a website, uh, five seconds passes, and instantly a pop-up demands you take a survey to get a discount, and then you read a one-size-fits-all letter that forces you into a sales funnel that that can't be tailored for everyone. Whereas ask is uh, uh, give enough of a gift of content, then ask not for action not for a sale but ask for clarity like hey would you mind asking answering just two questions great then you give another gift and then what happens is is you create the shape of of what this human on the other side is experiencing what's important to them what they're willing to flex on what they're not willing to flex on and then eventually you when you do ask you you uh if somebody says no by not doing a thing you ask then you say hey i noticed that you didn't go for this offer uh, it would really help clear things up is it a or is it b or is it c and it could be anything as silly as uh this one's a bit too carnish cartoonish for me to do but is it because you don't need the product is it because the price is too high or is it because you hate me you know that that's that's Oof. too cheap yeah. yeah but the 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 uh, the engagement is sincere and the listening is sincere and it gets you to a place where you can ask, uh, well, what part did, did, was, was not clear? And then somebody jots off, uh, I didn't know that this included 
uh, 12 mastermind Zoom meetings. And, and it's like, oh, great. Now I know to put that closer to the top. Or mm -hmm. uh, by asking, he found out that one of his target demographics was not late 40s, but instead late 50s. And so he changed his advertising because they were using uh, high school hits for the late 40s crowd. And now they moved it to light high school hits to the late 50s crowd, and they were able to see a significant uptake or whatever. So uh, it's it, it, long story short, the lesson is plant before you harvest, listen to your audience. But um, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying going through it. I, I, I think it's quite good. Nice. Ask. And that's uh, by Ryan Levesque. Levesque. Uh, I got a I got a short pick here. Uh, uh, I I have been playing a video game where you run a laundromat, and it is very very fun. <laughs> uh, it's called Arcade Paradise. Uh, you you are you're running your family's laundromat, uh, and unbeknownst to your father, you are building out a little arcade in the back room. And as you go along, you're earning more money, and you're playing the games. Uh, they do a fun thing of of all of the game cabinets you can play. And there are a lot of like knockoffs of other games, right? There's a Pac-Man style game, but it's got this like Grand Theft Auto 3D sort of look. And so when you get caught by the cops, instead of ending your game, uh, your little guy runs onto the street and he's, you run down the level and you have to find another car to get before the cops catch you. Um, you know, they, so they, they, they put little twists on classic games. Um, there's a DDR style game as a rhythm game and it it you're Brian you're going to love this it it really confused me the first time I played it because the arrows that they show on screen the columns the up and down arrows are swapped where they would normally be on DDR oh no so they could be different <laughs> uh, what, so, so uh, to see the gameplay that we're seeing on screen it it looks almost like a VR game is it just a first person thing or yeah it's just in first person i bet they would i bet they probably could do a VR version of this um speaking very broadly but yeah it's first person it's it's got a lot of like a lot of charm there's like when you do chores the chores also have like video game things so when you're taking out the trash you get like this little uh, uh throw meter and the better you throw it the more money you get for throwing the trash away or uh when you find gum you have to do this like tug of war type game with the gum <laughs> it's kind of gross uh but uh, it's been very relaxing, and there is a little bit of there's a nice little story in there as well. Um, so, uh, if 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 um, how big of a time commitment is it? I I, I could tell already it's going to be the kind of thing that you could go back and play a bunch. But yeah, um, uh, a pretty a pretty decent one. It, it, there, it feels like there is um, in terms of game like business games like this, there is a progression to it that goes with the story. But that progression's pretty fast. So I've I've only played for a little while, but I've got like 10 or so cabinets. I think they really want you to get in and out pretty quickly, but um, there is a lot. If you just really like playing these games or you like, you can do the laundry. You can just do laundry in the game and make good money. Um, you can also do that. So I, I, it, uh, so no, I'd say no, there's not a short okay. version of the game. All right. But uh, Arcade Paradise, I think it's, I think it's fun and probably something you might overlook. Andrew? There was a, I guess an internal email at Meta talking about the challenge of getting people there to use their horizons. Uh, that's their VR ruled. Um, and they're trying to build sort of momentum and interest in this. And it's been a struggle because this was sort of going to be their big foray into VR and kind of creating the metaverse. But 
it was sort of kind of complaining that people internally aren't using it. Um, That's a good sign, right? Yeah. I, I remember when it first came out there, I played with Horizon Worlds and... Um, you had some good it, things to say it, at first, but it was also pretty early. Did I? Did oh, I? I thought you did. I guess I just remember you talking about I mean, it, and I thought it was. It was. Uh, uh, I forget the name of the other. There's the other sort of world building app that it just kind of emulated a lot of things from there. From it, um, uh-huh. I, I it just felt like sparse in a lot of other things in the design and whatnot. It didn't really feel like Rec Room. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh-huh. Um, it just felt like kind of like them trying to do a version of rec room but you know facebook like i'm i'm not excited to build a platform on facebook given the last time i built a fast a platform on a facebook product what happened to me in the platform um and i would say that as you talk about this other game and you talk about like we're in this world of meta games of like you know meta like games within games and like kind of worlds and it sort of feels to me like that's going to be sort of the interesting way that i think we might get to a metaverse or whatever is just a, a really open platform and people building things that are worlds within worlds and worlds connected to worlds and not, you know, not start as a bubble that everything goes inside of there, but start as a snowflake that things kind of build from. Yeah. So, uh, in that regard, um, uh, shouts out to animal jam. We talked about this, uh, on some other podcasts, but animal jam is the platform that my kid uses and, uh, I'll be danged if they don't have a tower defense uh, game in there. They have a World of Warcraft game in there. They have uh, like any uh, most of the archetypical types of games that you have, whether it's a side scroller, you name it. They've they've created within this world where you you get the Jeep jobs to allow you to play the game, it's, and it's incredible. The, the, there's a non-zero chance the metaverse ends up being a simulation inside of a Minecraft. Yeah, mode. yeah, you know, that's, that's what it feels somebody like. Somebody builds. Yeah. yeah. And to some, like, why not? <laughs> you know, like all of the things like metaverse is a very cool idea for gaming. And I like to think everything else, we live in a pretty interesting metaverse already. I mean, a world where the internet is just kind of everywhere and you're just always available to get it at any screen of any size. You can walk up to anybody's, you see a terminal anywhere. Yeah. You you know you could click on a browser and have your access all your QR stuff. QR codes. QR codes are a major metaverse vibe. You know, the, the, the combination of physical and digital. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My... I've had like two people retweet this thing. It was like somebody did a video and I think it's someplace in, you know, Europe or whatever. And it's just this, the camera pans around the square and you see like a juggler and then somebody playing music and then some people dining. And then you see people riding like one of these complex bicycles together. And it says like the metaverse in real life. Cause it just looked like, you know, what you would expect. When Everything you show is just up bonkers into, like, all around you. Yeah, and it was like just a real scene in like, you know, Antwerp or something like that. Yeah. You know how you that love being hilarious. in theme parks 24/7? That's the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> what if what if business meetings were interrupted by jugglers constantly? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh uh you yeah, you guys remember when Adult Swim was doing those infomercial uh Yeah, yeah. Just, they did one about a college a co- an online college that was all in like a second life vr space but it was infected <laughs> by 
uh, what was his name? Howard, an evil artificial intelligence yeah. that stole all of the Quiznos sub credits that they would give you. <laughs> and so the whole video was all about. I love the the the, cl- the online classrooms, and Howard almost never gets in. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> I found the link to this thing, by the way. I'll show it to you. That was it. All of those are on HBO right now and just so worth watching. Oh, yeah, um, the Adult Swim infomercials, because that's where uh, Too Many Cooks yeah. comes from. Yeah. Yeah, that was the 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 dog, uh, Alpha Dog or whatever. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, I don't, I don't know if I do. Uh-uh. Which one was yes. that? No, you, uh, I sent you the wrong link. Um, hold on. Uh, uh, that was the one with the, like, the, 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 we watched it with like the midget dressed as the, do- the little person dressed as the dog. Oh, uh, Alpha Chow, it looks like maybe. Yeah, Alpha Chow, yes. Uh, let's see. Just for Dumper, for all dogs. I can mine the latest in modern technology with research from the best European scientists of the 1930s. And Alpha <laughs> Dog Chow was born. Wait, is that, a, is that a reference to eugenics? <laughs> <laughs> slimmed down but i still wanted more for him that's why i developed the alpha dog total nutrition system to turn your jack russell into a jacked russell okay <laughs> that's amazing i want to turn my jack yeah. russell into a jacked russell Wish uh, i sent you the link to that what if the metaverse in metaverse in real life as advertised one person dancing by himself an abnormally tall person <laughs> Person with polka dots doing crazy mime work. A lone guy on a scooter. People on the bikes. Oh my god. Six people riding one bike. This is a mess. We need some cars in here to mess this up. (laughs) People getting married. married. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that was worth that was worth the wait. (laughs) Alright, how's it been? Uh it's been after. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>